Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome into the Marvel Stuff Podcast, where like we do every single week, we're trying to decide which fictional creature would be the coolest one to be alive. Would it be Bigfoot? Would it be Loch Ness? I mean, fairies are cool. Griffins are pretty neat. Very dangerous. I'm not sure how well it would turn out for everyone, but like, can you imagine how majestic that would look? Griffins is probably one of the cooler answers. Dragons are a little scary. Dragons are up there. Yeah, dragons too much danger though. Griffins. Griffins would be dope. I think that's the right answer. Uh, let's talk some Marvel stuff. Uh, I'm coaching with me as always. Josh Kennedy for Facebook. I love that guy. We watched uh, we watched the Spider-Man thing yesterday across mm. the, the Spider Verse. We went and checked it out. We left a little uh, spoiler-free review yesterday, so check that out. Because moving forward, we're about to spoil everything, starting with right now. So yep. So if you, uh, yeah, we gotta. I'll, I'll throw a banner up real quick. This is all the spoilers, so don't get mad at us when you get the movie spoiled, because that's why we're here. What's the biggest spoiler? The uh, the fact that a couple of live action things get referenced and seen, or the fact that the ending isn't an ending. Um, see, it was brought to my attention that actually, uh, it was always meant to be two parts and everyone just kind of forgot about it because that was announced previously and I kind of didn't remember that at all. I did. I did look this up. Yeah. So it was announced that it was two parts, but like, again, there's a difference. It was not in the marketing that it was was two parts. I mean, I'm not mad about it because I know the next one's going to be legendary. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about it because I think there's there's things I liked about the way it ended and things that weren't as good as other movies that have done the same thing. Um, but like you said, it seemed like a shock to everybody in the theater. Like all I heard from everybody in the theater was, "Wait, what?" Like I heard that. Everywhere. Yeah, I know we were pretty far in the movie before I finally like broke down. I was like, "I need to go to the bathroom, man." So I went and did that, and then I looked at the time. I'm like. It's been like two hours since this movie started. When is this thing over? Like that's when I knew. I'm like, oh, this is not going to tie everything up in a neat little bow. It is certainly going to be a cliffhanger ending, and it definitely was. It was a very comic booky cliffhanger too. I was into it. Yeah, once it started introducing like the fact that he was in the wrong universe and stuff, I was like, there's oh, just no way. So good, dude. No so way this good. Movie isn't keep going. So. Uh, super fun movie, super cool. I uh, If you listen to my spoiler-free one, I couldn't give it a grade yesterday because I didn't know how I felt about the fact that it didn't have an ending. It's hard to grade a movie that is only yep. half a movie. But then as soon as we stopped that and we started driving home, I called you like three minutes later. You did. And uh, I changed my mind. Once I thought about it a little more, when you really think about the movie, like 70% of this movie is, a, is Gwen's movie. And that is. movie is a full movie. It is, so. yeah. Gwen went through a full arc. Uh, Miles obviously got plenty of progression, but he, it was definitely like it, he was. They were both. They were co leads in this one. I would go as far as to say more than uh, one or the other. And Spider Gwen was showing up and showing out. She was super dope. I I really really love that character. Yeah, I'd have to. Look, I would be curious to look up screen time. I, I know I'm actually curious too, but obviously uh, like, it's not released yet. But I would think it's like 65, 35, maybe. But anyway, 
that movie I can grade. I give this a nine. I think it's a really, really fun movie. I think, like I said in the other review, animation's better. The fun factor has been turned up to 11. I feared the whole time that it was never going to recapture the magic of like, ooh, cool animation, and people weren't going to respond. And it just completely upped the ante, and it was awesome. So for my money, it's better, and I like it. Yeah, it was uh, truly fun to watch the animation style switching up. I mean, inspired by the first one, but that, like you said, just turned up, jumping across multiverses. We got a random Lego movie cameo thing. That was pretty funny. We get a lot. We're going to, again, look at the bottom of the screen. We're going to spoil everything. So don't get mad at us. But like the Donald Glover spoiler was my favorite thing of all time. And I audibly was like, let's go in the theater because man i was pumped i was had a proper costume on there were so many clever little references uh yes that i just i like i could just list all of them i think there's going to be a youtube video at some point that's going to be you know point them all out all the easter eggs you missed that that thing is going to be three and a half that's gonna be longer than the movie yeah it felt like every single frame had like a unique little reference somewhere a little panel in the bottom right corner something somewhere that sort of was just an interesting little tidbit uh, i'm super curious to look all this stuff up and yeah because i mean david in the chat was saying uh, who voiced peter in the lego verse i don't know he sounded super familiar and i'm sure uh he's a talented voice actor but some of my favorites were andy sandberg playing emo ben riley that was just one of the I think that was one of the loudest pops of the of the whole film, even though it was a pretty funny movie. Just like just thinking about how tragic my past is. Yeah. Was, uh, particularly painful memory or agonizing memory. It's like, oh my God. Let's yep. go. No, that was uh that was clutch. There was a bunch of yeah, a bunch of voices. Uh, the taxi driver from Deadpool played the uh Indian Spider Man. That was sick. Dude. What this? Yeah, I was saying all the things. Too the many voice, good people. From the voices to like just the. There was one at one point where a bunch of Spider Man like dropped down to fix a wormhole, and one of them was just like a hot lady spider in like a, a jacket, like a lab jacket and everything. I was like, that's a cool Spider Man. Never. Yeah, never all of the background Spider Mans were cool. And a uh, little side cameo, we got to go to the convenience store of Venom verse fame. Yep. That was very funny. I was half expecting an Andy Serkis uh, cameo or something like a voice, but it didn't happen. Well, yeah, it did everything. It referenced uh, it referenced the MCU even, which I was a little yeah, surprised by. We called it Earth nineteen ninety nine 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 is what yep. they called it, which what, is interesting. One nine 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 nine. Yeah, cool. I thought that was that was pretty fun. Um, yeah, they showed the video game. There's a point where someone is playing. The oh yeah, video. his roommate is playing the Spider-Man video game, and I was like, "Oh my god, top tier!" Which is funny because the first movie had in the background it was Donald Glover in Community in his Spider-Man shirt from an episode, and then in yeah. this one it's Donald Glover as uh, yeah. Uncle Uncle Aaron. And yeah, David points out Spider-Punk was the best, uh, easily my favorite animation of the whole thing. I would say, like as far as like individual characters. He's definitely, he was top tier for me because it was like classic, just British punk changing the different colors and looking like a uh, magazine and newspaper excerpts. The other one that was like kind of close was the, uh, the vulture from the, from the museum. That was pretty cool too. Yeah, you talk. All right, let's, let's jump into the movie then. Um, oh, yeah. Like we said, 
this is really Gwen's movie, and you could feel it immediately because the entire opening. Literally, the opening is Gwen. The uh, opening 15, fifteen minutes. Yeah, it's her. She gives her backstory, how lonely she is. Like you realize that she misses Miles. Like you kind of the way the trailers made it look like was definitely Miles misses her, but then you realize like she really it's misses goes him. Both ways for sure. She's having a tough time. Like her dad's not accepting of Spider Gwen because of what happened to her universe is Peter, who was the lit. A lot of cool stuff going on there. Uh, like we said, the uh, the Leo, De- like I don't even know how you describe. He calls it the, the Leonardo da Vinci world. Oh yeah, the Da Vinci looking vulture dude. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, was cool. Very cool animation. A fun, like a fun fight scene. She gets to be quippy and funny, which she really, you know, it yep, goes. It's, and... it's good to see that all the Spider Man, most for the most part, are like very funny in their own different ways, and she's great. Yep. Uh, intro of well, first we get the intro of Spider Man twenty ninety nine Oscar Isaac Spider Man. Um, one we forgot to know this is a PG movie, which is you know, it, I didn't really it didn't bother me at all. But now that I'm thinking about it, it's like his vampireness was like barely mentioned, probably very intentionally because they couldn't go. They showed to, yeah, there was the, yeah. exactly like two frames of it being like scary, and then it just gets mentioned the rest of the time. It's yeah. fine. You know, yeah, not gonna it works it. for me. But yeah, the, the whole Gwen setup is great. The world's great. That's my favorite. I think there was a lot of cool worlds. The watercolor. Yeah, the watercolor looks like. I, I love how, like, just depending on the scene or even the background music, it cha- like inverted the colors and changing them to like mid completely. Yep, mid conversation, completely different color palette. It was like, man, this must have taken so long just to animate this. It's unreal. Like, it's, it's truly a marvel. Pun intended. How oh, yeah. like how incredible this was. Just it's my I, it's my favorite thing to watch because it's God, not just, you imagine trying to, just the background. Sometimes it's her color. Sometimes it's her dad. Like this hadn't taken a month to render the movie at least on like a high speed computer. Like this is I don't know how they did it. It's truly truly incredible. Yeah. The so everything about her world just I was fascinated the whole time. I. I've got to see the movie again just so I can watch nothing but the background. Never look at the main characters the whole time. I tried to do that a couple times, and there was some interesting stuff going on in that background for sure. Yeah, yeah, so many funny little references. That you know, reference to this game, that game, this Spider-Man, that Spider-Man, fun stuff. But I loved her world. Her her setup is great. Like her whole like her conflict with her dad. It's like interesting that her dad is the captain, which is. That let's talk about that. It's jumping ahead a little bit, but like the fact that there are like canon Spider-Man events, that was a really cool way to kind of like explain the need for this TVA offshoot that they created in the in the Spider-Man verse or Spider. What did they did they call it the Spider Verse? No, they called it something else. It was they, you know, well Miles did, but then he they called, called it some weird some weird thing. Super yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I like that they call them canon events, which I think is funny because that's like that a is hilarious. Yes, it's very comic booky. Why would they call it canon? Whatever. But Amazing, yeah, but... all the different setup is nice. That sort of like gets to be a reveal later that you know you would think his uncle Aaron dying is sort of his uncle Ben moment, but then it turns out they also all have the same like Captain dying moment, which is yeah, true. that was. Yeah, because I don't think Toby had that exact thing, but they can write it in post. It's fine. <laughs> it was it was still good. Yeah, I mean it's definitely. In fairness, Spider-Man Four was supposed to feature Kurt Connors in the Rami 
in the Rami trilogy or quadrology at that point if they would have done it. So maybe, maybe they would have uh, gotten to that storyline. Who knows? But yeah, it, it still is. It was all very. So, but I love her world. I love her setup. And then you you meet um, Oscar comes in with this. What's the other Tanya is the name of the girl with the pregnant with the motorcycle? Jessica Drew. It's uh, that's her name. God, I don't know why I thought I don't know I had the name wrong. No, Jessica but, Drew's just Spider Woman's name. They uh they definitely re- like uh, yep, originally right. a white character, but yep they made her a pretty pretty epic pregnant black lady, and it was it was cool. She was a fun fun character too. Yeah, not my favorite, but definitely a cool one to have. Yeah, speaking of the animation, that animation is the animation I hate the least. I hate the most is the whole like the futuristic multiverse one with the bright colors and stuff. Yeah, that's the one I dislike. Of all the other animations, I could do without that one, but it's whatever. They come in, they save Gwen, they recruit her because her dad like is going to arrest her while she's busy being Gwen. Would like he finds Spider out it's her womaning. Oh, that was yeah. Obviously, I mean, we all call that character Spider Gwen because that's what she's called in the comic books. Very, but very obviously, she's Spider Woman to everyone in the movie because you're not going to use your first name within your code name, but. Spider Gwen's great. That would be funny if it was just who is Spider Gwen? Why can I not just trying to figure out the mystery? Gwen, do you know who Spider Gwen is? I, I have no idea, Dad. No, she's got a cool name though. That would have been funny. Um, but yeah, it, it sets up the tension right off the bat because it's the same struggle that Miles is going through. Does he tell how his did, parents? How did you feel about uh, Gwen's Peter? Um, because I was surprised to learn that he was. Um, one the same age as her from like the previous description of that character i kind of assumed he was a little bit older and kind of like a mentor and that is not what this peter ended up being it was more like uh an acquaintance or family friend that you don't really talk to all that much and then the the spin that he's actually the lizard that was uh it it threw a lot of people off for sure Uh, people were surprised i mean it's good justification it's quick justification it seems weird that peter would ever do that but it makes interesting for for Gwen. Well, that's the idea. So. Multiverse is like everybody does something unconventional. It's not like their character because it's different. I mean, obviously, at the end of this movie, we meet a very different version of Miles, and we're going to get to that eventually. Yeah. So, you know, I thought it was interesting enough. I thought I thought everything about the setup set up Gwen's character awesome. Yeah. And set up really the the, the movie because, like I said, it's the same struggle Miles is having. And at one point, she even gives him the advice like, "Don't don't tell anyone ever." Like it'll blow up in your face. So yeah, oh, man, I don't want. I'm not going to jump around too much, but that's that pays off really well. It does for sure. Um, and then we get to we finally get to go back to Miles. He's having the same typical um, struggles, but right off the bat, he ends up fighting a character by Spot, and it plays it off as pure humor, as he is just the villain of the day. You know, he's just trying to rob a bank in the funniest way possible. Uh, I thought right. it was great. I don't know if I realized that uh, David Kulia or uh, Kaluuya, Kaluuya um, well, I don't know how to say his name, but he's very famous. <laughs> he's the voice of uh, Hobie, and I did not know that. So that's Hobie. cool. Hobie. I pulled up, I pulled up the cast so we can uh, reference it if we need to. But I, I did know that, but I appreciate you uh, pulling it up for us. Bringing it in, yeah, yeah. Because uh, what's it, Jason? What Jason? What? How do you say his name? Jason Schwartzman is uh, his spot, right? So That's where I was trying to get to because yeah. I don't know that guy. It's Schwartzman. <laughs> I know him from uh, the League of Evil X's movie 
Well, that's where we were going, so that's why I was trying to look him up so I could see who that guy is. Okay, he's, yeah, I see him now. He's from a lot of old school comedies from our childhood, really. He's got a funny voice. I thought he, he played it well. That spot introduction was really funny. The fight spot was cool. Is a, he's, I love the evolution of the spot character just within this movie, and it's not even a full like full heel turn because it's it's going to get way worse in the next movie. So I'm definitely excited about that. But, yeah, Spot, he started out as just this super lame former scientist dude. I, I, I really like how he was uh, – he's just like, I'm only stealing from the bank. I'm not stealing from you. <laughs> and, yeah. Like, justifying the, like – I literally can't get a job anymore. What do you want me to do? This is my skin. I was like, okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, a lot of really funny jokes. And then Miles comes in and he's very funny, which is, but then Spot's like very annoyed that Miles. I'm your nemesis. In <laughs> <Or> syndrome. <laughs> it was very funny. The first, the first time he says, um, he's like, you, you caused me like this. And he's like, and he threw a bagel at me. And he's just like, God, I, the second I, I thought that was the I whole thought backstory. That, literally, me too. And I was like, "That's the best thing that's ever happened in cinema." That like this guy's mad about getting beamed with a bagel. That's his village and origin story. Uh, it gets fleshed out a little more. He was at the yeah, lame. Should have stuck with the bagel thing. Yeah, should just be like, I hit with a bagel, and then I was mad about it. And me getting my powers is completely unrelated. Uh, but it's still funny. It's still good. He's a good villain. The whole setup's fine, you know. Miles is trying to balance school and a couple of Spider-Man stuff. It's all good. Were, were you disappointed in the lack of true villains in this one? Because the last one had a lot of villains. It was pretty much all of the villains, different versions of them. And this one only saw, you know, I mean, we saw a couple of them imprisoned, obviously, on the, the no, Spider-Verse campus. I think but. at least Pi was a good villain, and I said it's you know, the, Miguel is definitely the antagonist. Spider-Man yeah. 29 is the antagonist of this. I don't know if you'd call him a villain, but he is the the person actively right, against that, the he, protagonist. Right, yeah. But he's he's doing the right thing, really, which is unfortunate because it seems like, you know, is he made, it made him a complicated villain, which I can always respect that when uh, when that type of thing happens because he's not a true villain. But, yeah, I mean... The main villain was uh, the parents. Not really, but like the main conflict really is this like this identity crisis. Him battling the two worlds. Yeah, I mean that's that's the joke they always used to make. Like this is why all superheroes are orphans because if you had like responsible parents, it would be a lot harder to be a superhero. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is yeah. So this movie balances that well, and like I said, it's counter opposed to what Gwen did. She ends up showing back up in his universe. Uh, which they're both excited about. They spend a little time it's, hanging you know, out. It's a fun setup. You definitely feel the chemistry with them, right? I mean, do you agree? I yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I was uh, a little disappointed that they uh, didn't show the big old smooch or anything like that, but that's all right. We'll get there. Yeah, a little bit. You, Slow you, roll. A couple, like, almost hand touches. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, that's sort of when you start to realize Stephanie two-parters when you get towards that stuff. But I love it. I think it's great. It's one of my favorite little teen romances I've seen in a long time. So I'm all in on it the whole time. Yep. Which is, no doubt. I think it's gonna be able, the reason I just want the next one to come out tomorrow because I just. Oh my it. god! But can you imagine? I, I think we're two years out. And at least it's probably more. It's gonna drive me nuts. Uh you know they're doing their romance, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Some shenanigans go off, and they end up back in the uh, the weird spider 
central hub. Spider headquarters, yeah. Do, do we like this place? Is it fun? I mean, we've got a lot of cameras. It lost its novelty pretty quick for me. It was the spider campus. I was like, yeah, it was cool for a second. And then he has a whole escape sequence getting away from all the different Spider-Men. I'm like, eh. <laughs> yeah, no, there's definitely something about this idea of like, if there's all these Spider-Men, they know Spider-Men are really special, which like mm -hmm. sort of loses a little weight. Cause the way she described it at first where it actually, where she's like, Oh, it's a select group of Spider-Men. I was like, that sounds cool. That sounds promising. And then it turns out she was just trying to save his feelings. Turns out actually, there's every Spider-Man thousand of them. Yeah. It's every Spider-Man except miles. Yep. Uh, yeah. Which I think is a little lame. I think it's, I agree with you. It, it lost its novelty for me. But some of the references were cool. The villain references were cool. There's like a time when you see the uh, Spider-Man from the Insomnia game. Like You see that, looks. the Insomnia game, yeah. and then you also see, uh, oh, hey, I was just about to reference that one, Facebook user. The Spectacular Spider-Man, that was a big one for a lot of people because he, he that, that animated show, which I personally did not watch, but it only ran for about two seasons on the CW or something random like that. And uh, people were like vindicated that 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 specific Spider-Man finally showed up again. And then there yeah. was old old school animated Spider-Man made an appearance, and yeah, pretty much any Spider-Man you can think of. Yeah, and then I mean, plenty of ones that I've never heard of. D yeah, did you the live action ones? They weren't new scenes. I found right. that kind of weird. It was just like reusing uh, old, I guess, film. Which is fine, and it worked well the way they played it off. But I was like almost kind of hoping for something a little new. But no, I mean, they went to a live-action universe in the Venom universe. To me, is when they did that, I was like, all right, that's the choice you're doing for the live-action thing. We're not going to actually get to see Toby or Andrew. Which well, I think right now on IMDb, Donald Glover is called the MCU Prowler because he played, you know, Uncle Aaron in Spider-Man: Homecoming, but. And that would have to be somewhere in the future or something like that. So we'll, we'll see if that ever ends up playing out. Because if that that would be cool if he actually did end up being a live-action prowler further down the line in these Spider-Man movies. Because eventually they got to bring Miles in, right? Yeah, I mean, you, you'd think so. But it's cool that Sony's like, hey, technically he's ours. So yep. we don't need to follow any rules the MCU wants or doesn't want. Deal we can it. make yeah. whatever references to the MCU we want. And they did, uh, which is cool. Well, they also did that in Morbius, and it yeah. sucked. <laughs> yeah, it was much. It was much better in this one, though. That's for sure. It was still cool to see him, though. It was cool to see the. Oh my god, I was so happy of the live action people just to like know that, like, yeah, those are cool Spider Man. They exist somewhere. Uh, like we could see Miles end up in New York with Andrew Garfield at some point, and like a weird. They would have to cast a live action Miles and everything, so though. Good. For even like five minutes scene, I would love Dude, would get Caleb, what's his name from Stranger Things? That's my, that's my, or Jaden Smith. Those are my two votes for live action miles. We'll Especially if you only need him for like a one five minute scene because you end up, that to me, yeah, is a perfect idea. They need to do it. Uh, but yeah, there was plenty of cool references I liked. The world itself was fine. It had its own little unique animation. It was like it was still being drawn, sort of like drafting paper. It's sort of like yep. a first draft sort of look. Um, so it was different. It was cool. It was a little more subtle than some of the more in-your-face animations. That place was whatever. What did you think of uh, of India? Of I forget what they. He actually has a name for it, but I can't. Yeah, it was a big. Name. 
Uh, don't remember the name, but yeah, he was he was awesome. I loved how he he was like, "Oh, the romantic tension, it's unreal." How do you even focus on the mission? I was like, "Oh my god, this guy's the best." It's so funny. Every Spider-Man, no matter how big the situation is, just can't help but uh, make the quips. Can't help the quippy. He's so funny. He's got his cool, like you know, he's not really using shooting webs. He's sort of he's he's got that one yo-yo thing. Yeah, it's like a yo-yo-esque thing. It's got a real name, but obviously I don't know. But I loved the the chai teas. Like, chai means tea. You're literally saying tea, tea. I didn't know that. So now I know that I will sound like a stupid American if I say chai tea. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the same thing. Any yeah, place other than America, I guess. With, with na- non-bread. Non means bread. But it's like, yeah, well, I need to differentiate it. But go Oh, ahead. they pointed out the ATM machine. <laughs> the M stands for machine. There's a million of these guys. Detective comics, comics. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's all. That's all. I like that city. I thought it was cool. I like that it was just like very packed. It was like, it was still like New York, which I thought was cool. Yeah. Like it was still fundamentally New York, but it was definitely India. Nothing uh, to traffic everywhere. David brings up a good point. I did see this, that the live action miles is in the work. They're saying a lot of things like this. Some of it feel like that one feels legit. They also said that, you know, um, there's another MJ and Tom Holland one, but they're saying that's on pause right now because of the writer's strike and this, that, and the other thing, which in a way I was like, feels like Hollywood's trying to get them to back down. They're like, oh, you get all this cool stuff if they would stop complaining. Ah. But at the same, yeah, I'm not going to get into anything too specific. But yeah, it's just like, just pay them people, man, leave them alone. Back to making stuff. Uh, I do think a, a live action Miles is different. I want this Miles to end up in live action for five minutes. That's what I want. I don't want, I mean, I do want a different, fully different Miles to be live action at some point, but I want this Miles to end up somewhere in live action for just 10 seconds. Well, just Sony, I mean, they really, they've got the bag right now. They signed over, you know, Peter Parker, Spider-Man. I wonder if Miles was in that negotiation because it happened long enough ago to where that character wasn't as big. So, yeah, I don't know. who knows? Well, probably. My guess would be yes. Um, but yeah. Anyway, that stuff's cool. It is when we get in, introduced to Hobie while Spot is like hey, trying to break into the super yeah, collider. Let's go, Hobie. Man, he's wonderful. He's so good. He's so good. You'd like to he know brings- my secret identity. <laughs> Is so good because it a it's like you said it's the most unique world. It's like this this world where like it's, it's just not like just rolling look paper, it's like cut together and taped on top. It, it's a it's, it's a it's English punk. That's like a look. Like every poster back in like the eighties and nineties looked exactly like that. And they're like, boom, spider punk. Let's make them look sick. And they totally did. They even gave him the spiky mohawk because of course they did. Oh man. As I love that character. So not only was his look awesome, and like even he, when he took his mask off, he looked even. Yeah, he looked. Yeah, I love that, <laughs> uh, which is great. And I mean, yeah, it's it's all awesome, and he has like a very good role because he's sort of anti-establishment, and that even means within this weird Spider-Man. Yeah, I like how he gets called out for like, "How are you anti-establishment? Part of this establishment?" He's like. Well, I'm helping my friends, and then he ends up like ditching the establishment he and helping her break the rules in the end, anyway. So, Spider Punk lives on, death to the man, anarchy, all that good stuff. Uh, so yeah, I mean that's that's so good. Like I said, Daniel Daniel Kaluuya is awesome, and it's great to hear his voice. I thought it was really cool, one of the yep. best. 
exactly. voice. I'm not doing an American accent. So I do remember. I mean, this is probably as good a time because at this point we've met most of the main Spider-Man. I remember saying before we watched this movie, is it going to be possible to make enough Spider-Man that we're like as cool and I would like him as much as the team from the first one? How do you answer that question? Are these Spider-Man better than the team from last one? That's a very interesting question and a little bit tricky because in the end we did get all of the originals back, but not the voice actors. But as far as like the main squad, it's it's a toss up. I think I like these ones a little bit more. Maybe it's recency bias, but I think I, where do, who do you count Spider Gwen as though? That's kind of like a dividing vote. He counts as both. She's on yeah. both. Okay. She's a wash. She's on both. Like I, I prefer Spider Punk over Spider Noir. How do I yeah. feel about Spider Ham? Who's his like? Is it Jessica Drew? Because in that case, I'd probably go Spider Ham over Jessica Drew. But I don't know. Let's go. Yes, I'll say yes just because I can. I think I like the first one better. I think the there overall. I just think Spider Ham and Spider Noir were so good. We got Penny uh, in the robot thing. I although know. I do, and I love, like, I love yeah. Penny in the robot. Um, she does show up in this, which is yeah. She actually, yeah, um, she has uh, lines. But Hobie is by far the single coolest one. That's not Gwen. So yep, hundred percent. I had to choose just one character to be him. So I mean, you gotta. You also gotta like Spider Man twenty ninety nine is like he's pretty sick. I mean, he's a little annoying because, like you said, he's the antagonist. But like, come on, vampire buff Spider Man from the future, come on, it's cool. It is cool. the Batman Beyond knockoff, but we'll leave it alone. I wasn't really counting him because he's not on the team. He's not on our guy's side. He, he does. Right. He should count. You're right. Um, our boy. You know, Peter B. Parker, uh, he shows back up with Mayday, yeah, with, with the baby. I think that's an interesting thing. Oh my god, dude, the, the fact that we're both dads, I'm like, oh, that picture thing, <laughs> it's so what parents do. I try, I try not to do that, I, but it's like, I can see the baby, I don't need to see pictures of the baby. I'm like, yeah, but she's not making the cute face. <laughs> <laughs> I can, I can, I can promise I have never once while my baby was in the same room. Shown someone a picture of my baby. Never done it. Never will. I definitely have. Definitely. But I have shown pictures of my baby uh, way too often. But yeah, he was pretty good. I felt like he's a little different than like he just something wasn't quite the same as his first. Yeah, he was showing him evolving a little bit, and he's a dad. And now instead of sweatpants, he's wearing slippers and a pink robe. I'm like, all right. I, don't hey, know. I was, I was, I thought he was good. I, I liked his use. Obviously, he wasn't as uh, much of a focus as he was in the last one, but I, I enjoyed that he returned. I enjoyed that he tried to be on kind of side with Miles, and he didn't try and betray him, but in a way, like they tracked him, and it, it was a whole, it was a whole thing while he was trying to make his escape, and that's a fractured relationship they're going to have to get again. Yeah, it felt that. like he was more like just trying to. He wanted to just talk to. To miles about what's happening yeah um which is great yeah just because i'll forget to mention it j jonah jameson another iteration oh my the, god so yeah i love it it, it was j it was jk simmons right it had to be yeah, it was multiple it was yeah. the lego one it was um the one that was on tv and the like the break room or whatever he was just playing so many versions of the same character i love he the idea. changes iconic voice it's i just so love that idea i love that uh, 
had they done J. Jonah Jameson in the games yet? I don't remember. I feel like they did, but I don't. He, is. I, he isn't. There. Okay, he's they should have been. Should have been J.K. Simmons then. He should have been like the one guy that does the does everything. That is, I mean, he is expensive, but yeah, but come on, <laughs> you gotta head. do it. It'll it's always be J.K. Simmons. Yeah, he's he's like one with the role, just like you know, Hugh Jackman with Wolverine. Kevin yeah. Conroy with Batman. I, like I did stuff. love that. I was very excited. See, it's great. Another, just another thing that just brings you joy while you're watching the movie. It was like, yep. yeah, had to do fun. it. All that stuff's good. Like you said, I mean, yeah, the India was cool. Tom we Holland were, wasn't in it, right? There wasn't even a reused scene of him. They did reuse Garfield a couple times, and they reused Toby once or twice. Yeah, he's in a but they, they referenced Tom. They did not get Tom Holland's, like, any of his appearances like live action you didn't cool. get to see his face correct that i that I recall there were i mean there were a lot there's definitely a possibility that it got past me but i don't think so no they would have made a big deal of it we would have seen it um so yeah i mean we yeah as the plot goes on it starts to drag a little bit towards the end because then you said you said there's like this escape scene when they finally reveal to peter and to miles that he there you know, so like that 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 did feel like super icky they're like oh you want to save your dad too bad canon event get bent, go in this weird shield web thing. He said, nah, fam, that's not happening. I'm saving pops. I mean, it's so, it's such a weird dynamic because you think about it as like logically, it's like, well, me not being able to save him is different than me knowing he's going to die and letting him die. Like that's a different yeah. event at that point. Yes, so it's, I, I, fair point as well. Now that I know it, it's already canon in a different way. But I mean, I don't really know the answer. Like you said, this, there was some smart writing in this one for like transversing a multiverse, which is difficult in and of itself because the rules are all made up and the points don't actually count. Yep. Whose line is it reference right there? Well, <laughs> you guys should watch it. One of the great shows of all time. So funny. That's true. Yeah. So it like he, you, you know what I was going for. Yeah. <laughs> I lost anyway. my train of thought though. I had but to yes. My sick multiverse is it's clever. They do a good job. They make it simple. They also have the same exact branching tree from uh, from Loki, which is hilarious to me. Yeah, that they're just like they literally are just like we're just we're just doing you know it's the same thing. Yep, same like, same. In my head, the Spider Verse and the MCU Multiverse exist like parallel to each other. With, and they you mentioned over. it in the spoiler free cast, but it's DC and Marvel are both doing this. It's the theme of the week. And it's like it's it's Hollywood capitalizing like, okay, how do we get nostalgia and the young audience at the same time? Boom, multiverse. And it's like it's still cool, but I'm I someone's gonna mess it up majorly and then it's gonna bum me out and kind of ruin the pile for me. I think I'm just waiting for the pin to drop. I I legitimately I think MCU is gonna be the one to mess it up, if you want to be honest. Um well yeah, because the flash is like freaking legendary and it's going to be awesome and that we're definitely going to go see in a couple weeks here and review it on this podcast so prepare marvel fans we're doing a dc movie trip and this one i think has already got it right the spider-verse already has it right and they're going to do a second one they're going to i think they have it whatever the creative team is a third one to overall second of this yeah second of the how many movies are they going to make for this series like are they ever going to stop because there's really no reason to I don't know. I think they're going to make a ton of money. Has this happened? Okay, obviously there's like some examples of like them taking a cartoon franchise and keep 
they keep bringing like new movies and carrying over the same cast. But I can't think of like overarching stories that have been able to kind of do this for a prolonged amount of time. Because like, I mean, uh, you got the the no. DC movies right now. I guess you could count the no. Lord. The- no, not really, because then those count, but they don't count. They're not big theatrical releases. You could argue like Toy Story, but those happened huge chunks of time between them exactly like the difference between one and two and then three was just it's it's technically the same story but it's not this this feels almost disconnected because there's such a time thing like i i just i wonder how long they're gonna milk this cow because it's just like it's gonna keep making money and if they keep making it like as good as these last two have been like there's just there's no reason to stop (laughs) yeah i mean if someone told me the over under on spider-verse movies was five and a half I'd go over. I would probably take the over. I would say, like, I bet, I bet they make at least five good ones, and then make two. It might more start to like, fall off at the end because okay. eventually, like, some of the cast is going to be like, "Yeah, pay me more money." And they'll be like, "Nah, fam," and then it's going to get a little weird. Probably. So point you run out of famous people to put in cameos. Although Fast and Furious has ten, and they thought they yeah. brought the Rock back. Oh, uh, good. No, the Rock did not come back. What are you talking about? He is coming back now for a spinoff, but he's not doing any scenes of Vin Diesel. He's not he, going to uh, do it. Well, he's in the next one. He's in Hobbs, and he's in the next. But he is back. Whatever. That's, that's, I haven't seen that movie, so if I, I'll believe you. I no, thought he, he blatantly he, said no. He had an Instagram post that he said he's back. Um, oh, sick. You know that. I haven't seen it either. Apparently, he's in the post credit Spoiler alert to that as well. But at this point, that movie's been out for like three and a half weeks, so bite me. And I haven't seen the scene, so I could be lying. Back to Spider-Verse. Um, like I said, once this started happening, the runaway scene, he's a glitch because he got bit by the wrong spider. Again, this whole idea... I, that was That's kind of what, one of my points, was like the writing was really well done because they made the spider make sense when it was part of spots origin. He pulled the spider from a different multi from a different universe. And that universe didn't get a Peter Parker. So there's no Spider-Man and it's left in a villain's landscape. And then his DNA has been rewritten to be part of that multiverse in a way that transported them. I'm like, that's pretty smart writing. I'm not going to lie. Like that was, that was pretty cool. And like the fact that his mom's apartment looked close enough to the real world that like he just kind of didn't notice any difference. Yes, that was very cool. The whole wrong universe uh, reveal at the end is awesome. It was set up, like you said, it was, it was set up. It's I wonder if they were thinking about that when they wrote the first one. I guess it'd be no, but well, it's just smart. It's the really smart. lines too. The mom's like, "Oh, what'd you do? You do something different with your hair?" And then as an audience member, you're like, "His hair doesn't look that much different than it did before, but maybe he's got some dust in it or something." And then it moves forward, and then it gets like, "Oh, he had braids. Oh, he's glitching. Oh, it's not yeah. his universe." And it does that whole classic, yeah. And that scene's great. Very we'll, good. We'll, uh, we'll dive into that scene. We'll get to that yeah. point. But yeah, the Miles escape scene's fine. It's whatever. It's got some cool action, but I don't love really anything that's happening. It's sort of the most boring ten minutes to me. Spider T Rex is like okay. I kind of figured they would make a Spider T Rex reference because I. Oh yeah, because that's like a big thing in comics. It's a, fa- it's a famously wacky Spider Man. Yeah, you know this one that's like him with just noodles. I didn't see that anywhere in the movie, but I want to go back and look. Mm, nope. <laughs> anyway, um, it's this this sort of, this part's all great. But then, like you said, he finds a way to get back to his universe, right? Because he he goes to this machine that has a spider that scans you and sends you back to your universe. Except he was bit by the wrong spider, so it scanned the wrong yep. universe, which I thought was interesting. Cool. One gets sent back because she tries to stick up for him. That's interesting, but then. 
lucky for us, Hobie left her a, a watch or whatever they use the transverse yeah, behind the bracelet that he made himself. And at this point of the movie, you're you're right. You're sitting there. You're like, this is a long movie. Yeah. And she like she has her whole conversation with her dad, and you're like, well, that's great. Like, I'm glad that you're having this conversation. It's one of my favorite scenes. Yeah, it is very good. The whole movie. Visually really good, too. Like, his dad, like, her dad retired. And, like, they have this, you know, heartfelt moment. There's a couple, you know, father-daughter hugs and stuff. It was, overall, it was, it was really good, that story. And you're right, that wrapped up. So, it kind of, we kind of begin and end with Gwen and her dad and that that fractured relationship kind of re- regrouping, which is awesome. It was, it made the movie feel complete in a way, but then also didn't fully put everything but, into a bow. But when you're watching it in the moment, you don't think about that. Cause no, you, you still don't think the movie's going to end. Yeah. You still think like Pete, like miles needs to complete his arc, but he doesn't, the movie sort of like after that scene, then we get the reveal that he's in the wrong universe. Yep. Gwen realizes she's in the wrong universe. She has to like own up to his parents Yep, and, and then you like, find out that uh, the dad died in yeah. the other multiverse and not Uncle Aaron. And Uncle Aaron realized that he was a fake, knocks him out, ties him to a punching bag. And you're like, oh, man, he's going to go full prowler. We all thought it was coming. I did not. I saw this coming, for the record. It's the, that the, I a different the, version of him. The different universe thing, twist I didn't get. But I did realize quickly that Miles was going to be the prowler. In this other universe, that's the one thing. I, I mean, right. it's very comic booky. So yeah. I mean, yeah, it makes total sense. Like if you read any Batman jumping multiverse thing, it's you know just the Injustice video games. Though that's the whole story plot line is exactly that, where everybody's evil except Batman. You gotta love it. Um, but yeah, like you get those reveals, and you're like, holy shit! Like you're introducing a whole new villain, a whole new thing here. You're like, what's happening? And Gwen's like, oh, I'm going to go find him. You're like, you better hurry up. And then you realize, oh, no, this is the end of the movie. Yep. <laughs> they, they Lots on a cliffhanger. She's Has there ever been an animated cliffhanger before, Coach? I don't know. That That's you can think of? I'm sure they're like, someone might be shouting something obvious. But to me, animated movies have always been known to kind of like begin and end within their own movie. And you yeah. get a conclusion to the story because that's how movies work. <laughs> but they're like, nope, we're spending millions and millions and millions of dollars, and people are going to pay to see an incomplete product. Not mad about it though. I know. It's gonna be I mean, there's definitely something too. Like, I get Sony a lot of crap. You guys know that if you've been watching us for a while. But there's something to Sony was like took out its salon, put it on the table, and was like, hey, we know this is awesome. We know you guys are coming back. We're not scared. And they made this movie. Like a lot of the choices they made were like that little bit of, you know, being. They had, yeah, it's been a while since Sony, I think, had the cojones to do something crazy like this because they've had to make a lot of concessions to appeal to a broader audience. And really, you could say the MCU is kind of guilty of that at this point. So it's it's refreshing to see them be like, we're doing what we're going to do and you're going to deal with it. Obviously Marvel did the similar thing with infinity war. So they kind of got that, but still it felt, it felt fresh because it's been a while. It was a harder cut for sure. than like infinity war, you like in the audience, you knew like you could feel it. 
as soon as like you realized, oh, he's got all the stones, you knew this is going to be the end of the movie. They're not going to stop him. Yep. In uh, this one, you definitely didn't. I didn't like <laughs> until it's, the end catches you by surprise. They did a good job of yeah. doing that. She's like, you, oh, I got some friends to help me. And you're like, oh, cool. And then it's like, oh, movie's over. You're like, hey, what? <laughs> yeah, because it, it felt, yeah, she built her new super team. We're like, oh, they're going to go save Miles. It's going to take like 15 more minutes. It's going to wrap everything up nice and pretty. Nope. Nope. End of movie. <laughs> I definitely did. You're right. Like, you see the, the whole team and you're like, oh, this is going to be, oh, really this is, this is gonna be it right minutes. here. Yep. It's going to be awesome. Nope. And then, nope. Like, we nah, we're done. We're done, boys. Um, yeah, let's start there. Let's start. Let's start at the future and then work back to the movie itself. Going forward, do we we like what's set up? Do we like this idea that he's stuck in this? Well, I I did like the idea of now may, the Miles chase scene by all the Spider Man did feel a little bit like extra, right? But it also showed that Miles has the ability to kind of outwit and outmaneuver a lot of other Spider Men. So it kind of builds up his counterpart a little bit where even though they're bringing a team of like big spider guys and girls in this, you know, universe, he he stands a chance by himself, which not always the thing, not always something you can expect for, you know, stakes cuz it's not like the prowler has a team of supervillains that we know of. I'm they could certainly undo something like that, but they left it at a point where it's like, okay, this could, this is, this could go either way, which I, I really dig. Yeah. So my, my official prediction, what I think is going to happen is that Prowler Miles is going to, I'm just going to call him that Prowler Miles. That's his nickname for now on. Um, he's going to be like fascinated by this idea of multiverse. He's going to be evil, but he's going to like use Miles to try to like also travel the multiverse. He's gonna want to like spread his evil influence. Well, yeah, I mean that's the idea. Like that's why. Well, like, he wants to get his worst. dad back. You know, yep. he sort of says something about like your dad's a lot. So, um, something like that. I'll be interested to see how that kind of works out. The uh, that'll be hard enough, but there's still the Miguel and the whole team of Spider-Man going after him. Like that's still yeah. Exists too. So. Gwen left but didn't warn the dad. I don't know if you noticed that, but like she didn't warn him of an incoming death. She kind of left that part out because I guess maybe because she was focused on saving Miles, but she also could have taken the opportunity to do what Miles was trying to do in the first place. What do you think? Hey, there's going to be a random tragedy at some point and a little kid's going to need saving. Don't save him. Well, she knows when it's going to happen, though. She really could give him a heads up. I like think she does. Yeah, they say right in it that like he's. It's like the two days after he's sworn in or something like that. It's a line in the movie. Yeah, they do say that, don't they? Yeah, but again, I don't think there's anything he's going to be able to do about it other than retire as captain, I guess. <laughs> but fair enough. I understand. But there's going to be that's still going to be part of the movie. Miles is still going to have to make the decision. Well, he's got to try and get home, but is he going to get home in time? And it's a canon event, so there's big stakes there. It's like, yeah, there's a good chance his dad dies, and that would be but a huge is bummer. it a canon event because he's not supposed to be Spider Man? He's anyway. not actually Spider Man, right? That's another. Yeah, there's a lot of fun story elements they can play with here because even Miguel's like, yeah, it's a Spider Man thing, but it's like you, he is the original anomaly. I loved that explanation and that little speech too. It's like, hey, you were never supposed supposed to be spider-man you don't belong here yada 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 but like also was he like i don't know like what I don't know. It's, 
what is what is destiny in a world of a bunch of different universes right like exactly you know, um i think that's interesting i like i'm curious to know like is is miguel gonna like learn his lesson is he going to die on this hill like is there gonna be a turn what happened to this universe is uh we so this new universe there's still a peter parker just not a spider-man so i'm curious right. like how that peter parker is gonna play out that's he somehow he's like uh what is it like flashpoint superman or something like that where they got him locked away in a bomb shelter or something silly like that you know just an explanation of why peter's uh not in contention i guess and also like where are the avengers and other heroes i guess in this world they haven't referenced other heroes yet but at the same time it's like they did they referenced dr strange which you know they, yeah but that was in earth 1999 <laughs> I know. it is funny to think it's like is the mcu the only multiverse universe that has the other universe? heroes because garfield's and toby's spider-man also didn't know anything about the avengers so sure. maybe we're just we're watching the best universe that's why we that's why i made it to film uh must be all right, let's let's. Uh, that's enough speculation. We'll have plenty of time to speculate, I'm sure. Yeah, that'll be another episode at some point, I'm sure. Going great. back to the movie, did you have a favorite? Did you have a favorite character? Did you have a favorite like story that was happening? Uh, there are a couple. I, my three favorites. I, I I'll have to pick one of them, but it was it was Spider Punk, Ben Riley, which and then Spider Gwen. Obviously, I can't pick Ben Riley, but God dang, if he wasn't funny. Uh, I gotta go Gwen. I still gotta go Gwen on it, even though Spider-Punk is legendary, and I, I really, really enjoyed that character. Yep. Um, it, yeah, in terms of just single favorite character, I still really like Peter B. Parker. I just, I sort of like his vibe. I like Jake. Well, he, he's, he's, yeah, he's he's going down our path. <laughs> he, he's, he's literally someone our age, just jumping in this, like, young buck Spider-Man headquarters, bringing his baby. Like that's that's what it is, about, man. Yeah, there's something about that I just I love. And plus, yeah, I don't. I great. can't. No matter how much I watch this movie, this is the me thing. I cannot break the. I've said it like three times this podcast. I say Peter instead of Miles. Like no matter how much I try, the Peter Parker to me is like, oh, that's the real Spider-Man. It's like it gets stuck in my head all the time. But Gwen is Gwen's the best story. She's the most interesting part. Yeah. Like like I said coming out i think there's good chance i liked i liked the like where it was like oh she in a way she did kill her peter but she didn't feel like she killed yeah, him it's kind of weird like i like that a lot and i like how the dad is like has to make the moral decision to believe his daughter or not and it's like she did legitimately kill a dude like kill him he's dead and it was by her hand while she was protecting everybody else it's right. you know, I mean, she was fighting things to about. but right. there is i mean yeah a lot of interesting stuff i think there's a good chance i don't, I don't know if this this might be too much but she's she's gonna be close to like everybody's favorite female superhero like quickly i think a lot of girls well i, I said that thing, in, i don't know if girls will watch this movie that was the thing like i think I, enough to get girls right, to watch right. superhero movies that's a fair counterpoint but i will i will say she i said this in previous episodes she's very much on the harley quinn express she's gaining popularity quickly fast and it's it doesn't seem to be slowing down anytime soon i think if she gets the live action movie that's what it's gonna be it's gonna be live action spider one maybe that's where freaking miles shows up instead of doing a miles film they could turn it on its head do a spider gwen have miles 
be the sub lead. I don't know. There's a lot of different things they could do here. And it's technically Sony's responsibility. So there's a good chance they mess it up unless it's the MCU, in which case maybe they won't mess it up. But you're right. I think Spider-Gwen is going to surpass a lot of other female hero mainstays. I mean, what other ones are there left? We, we had two Wonder Woman movies. The first one was good. Second one wasn't that great. People the Marvels is coming out. I think Marvels is coming out, but are any of them any girls' favorite? I think more girls like Miss Marvel than we give credit for. I'm mean, not Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel than we give credit for. But maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. I don't know. I, I, this, I would say this: if you're listening to this right now, and you oh, have, I'll put a poll. I'll put a poll on this episode. Yeah, like, who do you feel is the most popular female? Can I say? Yeah, I'll say superhero, and I'll include Harley Quinn, even though she's like, you know. Anti-hero, yeah, I, hero, I whatever. I would be curious, but what I do, what I do want to say, if you're watching this and you have, you know, a sister or your wife, your significant other, and you like, you know, a female, tell them to watch this movie. Tell them like the the lead of this movie. Well, that's the interesting really thing is, is like a female. Some some great. people just aren't going to need convincing. Like Dominique wanted to watch this movie with me, <laughs> but we yeah. had baby and we watched it on like a random Thursday. But like the first movie was really good. And I think for the most part, it was received positively. So I don't know. Maybe there's more females seeing this movie than we than we realize. I, I mean, hope so. I hope so. I'd say in the theater we were in, it was probably 70 percent dudes, 30 percent women and right. probably 15 percent of that 30 were there because their boyfriend wanted to see the movie. So, yeah, which is fine. No, that's, you no know, it's great. I mean, there's also probably a couple of dudes that were there because the girl wanted to see the movie. We're not being maybe like two couples. <laughs> <laughs> One dude was there and he didn't want. Um, but yeah. I, I hope people watch this. I hope girls watch this. I hope yeah. Spider Gwen becomes the most popular female girl. Me she's, too. Awesome. she's so she's my cool. favorite. I'll tell you that. Like, I was just gonna. I was literally just gonna say that. I was like, I, I'm gonna have to take it into like true consideration, but she's definitely top five female heroes for me at this point. Might be. Might squeak into the top three. Honestly, I'd have to really think about it. Maybe yeah. a fun future episode just to do. For funsies, but yeah, maybe after the maybe after the Marvels come out, we can get a little better judge. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so yeah, I think that's cool. We're gonna talk about the villains. I mean, storyline wise, there's really only two stories. It's the Miles trying to talk to his parents and Gwen trying to talk to hers. They both handle it well. I did love the reveal that Miles like finally had the courage to tell his mom. And then, and then she's like, "What well, Spider Man? Is that like you're dressing for Comics Con?" <laughs> Like, oh no. Yeah. Also, why is Comic Con a thing? Comic Con a thing if superheroes don't exist. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> Super villains exist. I don't know. I mean, this the Spider Man game existed in one universe, but then that character actually existed. So I, I, I loved it. That was great. <laughs> it's good stuff. I love all of it. Yeah. And whatever. Anyway, last thoughts on the movie. Anything you, you want to say? Anything you want to make sure to. Nope. I hold steady on my eight. Uh, um, I almost got convinced to move it to a nine, but I'm going to stick with the eight. I think they can really stick the landing on the next one, and it's going to be just animated franchise. I mean, you could do spinoffs for 50% of the main, you know, you know, side characters if you wanted to. So I don't think this is, this is going anywhere anytime soon, and I'm here for it because it looks gorgeous. I mean – if you thought the good the first one was like really cool with its pop art and stuff, you gotta watch this one with the watercolors and the Da Vinci style and the parchment and the yada yada yada. There's a million different styles and it's fantastic and really cool to yeah. look at. Yes, there's one that's like very uh 
Proud Family. Yep. Watch that. Mm, yeah, Proud Family Animation. Which I love. So, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Great movies. Ton of fun. Definitely worth watching. Convince other people to watch it. I think I want this movie to blow up. I really do. It, I mean, wow. it's doing, it's already in the 90s on Rotten Tomatoes, I think. But, Perfect. yeah. Hope you guys had fun listening to us. Like I said, we love this movie. We'll talk about it again. We always try to make sure we talk about it at least one more time. Yeah, it'll stay around. We'll, we'll, you know, if it'll be a whole episode or just be like a, I think we'll do like a maybe fun, a fun speculation thing at the end. I love it. All right. Well, this was fun. Thank you guys for hanging out. Uh, share this podcast. Get it out there. We like our reviews are always our most popular. We would love for you guys to share this. Um, you know, spread it around a little bit. We appreciate you guys. Have fun. Try not to have too much fun without us. That's right. Oh, David, fun fact. Film made five times more than the last film. That's not surprised. On Thursday, yep, yep. Thursday night release. Five times more. Good. Yep. That's not surprising at all. Hopefully that maintains. Hey, guys. In case it wasn't obvious, we here at Marvel Stuff and the Gotham City Rogues podcast do not own any of the IP we talk about. We're just fans having a good time talking about the things we love.